All right, so hey everybody, welcome to Axe of Pod. Um, we were absent last week, and I we got so many disappointed emails from our friends, the blood, and our fans, of loyal listeners. I mean, they were disappointed in us. Where was the material? I mean, well, they how do I live too. without you? They count on us. I just, I didn't know. I, it's like you don't know what you got till it's gone. And I, <laughs> I mean, wow, I, you, you missed me, uh, singing the lyric, the wrong lyrics to a song. Yeah, that's right. Oh, it's a shame. What, what it could have been, but. Um, anyway, so but we are back uh, with a vengeance this week. It is uh, it's a really heavy topic. I'm not gonna it lie. Is. It's uh, yeah. the research uh, process was very bleak and uh, brought up some feelings. It did. It some, anger. some repressed memories, perhaps. <laughs> oh God! Um, some trauma. Yeah, it was, it was rough. It was rough. Um, but, you know... Uh-oh. Do you hear that? Yeah, what is that? Sorry, that's me sprayed <laughs> off. <laughs> I, I'm i sorry, I, I should have done this pre I mean, we waited for 45 <laughs> minutes and yeah. off couldn't figure into that. And no mosquito bites a checklist. for me. <laughs> Check it twice. Yeah. Sorry, I cut it out. So yeah, the topic, intense. Oh, real quick, that is Gina. Gina is leading us, leading it off. That's She's right. The up first to bat. Good evening, Gina. Hey, good evening. And that's Cezanne. That's right. Hi. That's me. And I'm Anne. On base as always. Oh. Me. Anne. Me. Yeah. And, uh, well, Anne, did you want to, or which one? Oh, I, I do not want to introduce the topic. Well, I, who... Who? I thought it was you. One did. Of, I did. Definitely yes. Was you. Yes, it was you because I cut and pasted a segment of the text message to start my notes in my Google Doc folder. So I had my goal, my research plan. I know, but I'm just surprised that just I found it. it. Well, okay, I just doesn't sound like me but <laughs> you want me to read you you want me to read you what you said Anne's got well, receipts. I, mean, I, I, I look I wasn't trying to be combative Anne. <laughs> no but I'm like I'm like look no I'm 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 this is like a encouragement to you like you brought this you, oh yeah, yeah you opened that you opened the door like how about this guys oh no okay okay yeah so it's pre- good it, it it's was good. validating it was validated it's va- yes yes and I appreciate which it. off with which often with me comes off as me being constantly angry <laughs> but i'm not I, I, i'm it's like aggressively it's, it's great aggressively <laughs> for the cause furiously um. affirmative <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Violently complimentary. <laughs> oh, oh God! Jesus. But um, okay, so uh, I read an article that um, was fairly disturbing, and 
uh, it harkened back to um, an article that uh, hit Texans pretty hard a couple of years ago. So it was uh, a continuation of a pattern, and I just thought that as many people as possible could talk about it uh, and uh, shine a light on it, tell the truth about it, and uh, get activated and get loud and, you know, maybe, maybe change things. Certainly your vote for one, but anyway, so the article, um, there was, uh, it was, was the study, was it sponsored by ProPublica or would they, well, are you, was it an NPR article that you're talking about? Yeah, I think they did it in conjunction with each other. And they did, it it was a special series. It's like a year-long report, Lost Mothers. With, 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 yes, with several articles. Okay, okay, okay. But they they also did like. Uh, but I know what you're talking about. Right, they did a proper, you know, data collection mm-hmm. um, to get like a, a fairly good idea of you know what the maternal death rate, and they you know they set it up. But the kind like the kind of experiment that you'd want to like they the what they used was the same the same method that is used in the California Maternal Maternal Quality Care Collaborative which studies mm-hmm. maternal deaths and they use hemorrhage as their way to judge response to maternal complications because women of all races experience them at roughly the same rates and their likelihood is less affected by factors like race or economic status so what sparked this is they they got 67,000 records. And okay. I'm being really mouthy about this all up front because I don't want you to think it's an opinion when I finally get to the point, which is black mothers are dying at a much higher rate than white mothers. And the only conclusion... <laughs> that they could find that would account for this was race. Yeah. It was race. Racism. Discrimination. Ra- yeah, racial Racism. bias and healthcare providers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's not biology, it's uh, social, systemic, institutionalized disease. That's right, Racism. because... Um, Racism, yeah. They were able to see that the hospitals that served uh, a majority population of black women, those women were 21% higher um, at risk uh, than any other women in New York City of dying of complication, 21% higher. And, And even the white women that were that were treated within the same hospital would have better odds than they did. So it was, it essentially was a test that um, was able to quantify bias, racial bias, racial bias on maternal outcomes for Uh, yeah, black. 
and, and women looking at women's health and yeah maternal mortality I think it's also useful to look at this under the umbrella of the U.S. having the highest maternal mortality rate in the industrialized yeah. world. So and, we're already doing pretty poorly. Well, and well what, that, yeah, I was going to build backwards on this one oh, because uh, okay. this is the moment that we're in now. Oh, yeah. The other thing that we try to do with our podcast is that we take a story that's popular this week and then we try to contextualize it historically. So this week, because the reason that we even arrived in this moment is because there was a spike of maternal deaths in Texas after uh, Planned Parenthood clinics were closed down and they also refused Medicare funding that would have gone to specifically to reproductive care services right. mm-hmm. and uh, maternal death rates went through the roof. Now, I also read articles that were, uh, I guess, skept- skeptical of the data, but I can't imagine that there's a positive outcome of getting rid of all of the sexual health resources in rural areas or along the border. I mean, I can't imagine that that would help. What was the, uh, what was the criticism of, of the data directly? Oh, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what they were saying was, um, I, it, honestly, it was, <laughs> it, they were saying things like, well, you know, we just added the box for maternal death, and some people just like to check boxes. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's not actually quantifiable. <laughs> and, yeah, no, 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 they just said that some people, they see a box and they want to check it. That makes total sense yeah, to me. right. With another thing they did was any woman that was over 40, they said that that was not a maternal death because, because she's it's not... Old. What? yeah. Not as as if the even though she grew a fetus, even though well, she's within the, the maternal period, which is what like through pregnancy and like about I think is it six weeks or six months after birth. Well, that's once a, once you turn forty, even if you're pregnant, the baby just disappears. Right. <laughs> they blaming it all on advanced maternal age or something, right? And so they were saying that it didn't count. And uh, I was like, well, you know, they've managed to nearly eradicate like preeclampsia, for example, in the UK, because they installed protocols that the US knows about and has chosen not to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, can can I can I can I go back to something Cezanne said? No. The maternal mor- mortality rate of black women is really what is skewing that, is making that data, like, that's why. Because of, of this, like, black women being over 200% more likely to die from pregnancy or childbirth-related causes in the U.S. Does that make yeah. sense? Right. So it's like, so it's like this, this... So when you look at that chart and you see like 
Finland at the very bottom of it, uh, and then the U.S. is just this line up at the very top, going up, actually increasing mortality rate, actually right, right. increasing over time. Whereas even developed countries right now, mort- maternal mortality rate is decreasing, but here it's increasing. Uh, that so you're saying that gap is because of the just insane racial bias that's going on? Yeah, that 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 is rooted in modern the birth of modern American gynecology mm. as a profession. Yeah. If I mean, and, and that's where I can take it back to. I did some deep dives into to the history. I mean, modern gynecology OBGYN practice was founded on experimentation on enslaved yeah. women. Yeah. And it's rooted in scientific racism. Yeah. Right. Anyway, let's let's get let's keep going because I'll throw in things as we go, but Okay. Well, um I also think it'll be interesting to know. So um, you know, it was a couple of years ago that ProPublica started to notice that the maternity death rate was high in the U.S., uh, considering the rates in other developing countries. And just tell me how you feel after hearing this. Mm-hmm. Federal and state funding show only... of block grants for maternal and child health actually go to the health of the mothers. Yeah, the rest of it is Mm -hmm. for the babies because obviously the babies are the important ones. Oh my God, Gina, you just hit on something that I I wanted to talk about too. When I was searching like JSTOR and the, the journals and I was trying to find maternal mortality and doing all these searches like keywords and it mostly it was infant mortality it was like moms it's like whatever yeah that's where all the grant money was going no it's it's astounding it's astounding well and what's so funny is that um that i think that what helped me get the right frame for what I suspected was going on in the West anyway, but uh, there was some story. It, it, it was like those stories where um, it was in a Catholic hospital and they did not want to pers- like uh, perform a, a, a is the, is it a DN- DNC? DNC. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so the woman started going into sepsis <laughs> and the, but you know that like they made her wait like 12 hours I remember this. Yeah. and so the, there was somebody there that says you know i'm a doctor and i practice in a very religious country and we would never do that because in islam you always protect the mother you know because she's you know the head of the household and she can have more children but there's no question you would never let her suffer that way like you would always protect her life first yeah and and also it's just yeah what 
But I'm saying. Sorry. Mm. No, no, no. But I'm just saying that's the point. It makes me so mad. But but do you see where I'm going with that? Is that it doesn't even that it doesn't even apply unilaterally within religions. It's a disrespect for women. Uh, I mean, the when you read about. 19th century uh, science Mm -hmm. and the emergence of gynecology and how it was taken away from women, you know, like mid midwifery. Am I saying that right? Ooh, and and it was it was men wanted uh, to take this on and discover women and you know <laughs> yeah discover women's anatomy yeah like uh, it's well, in 1492 women woman's body or 1863 we discovered the ovary yeah um you know the attitude of this uh, the dismissive nature towards women that was going on in the 19th century i mean wow i i see it still being a pretty strong today yeah hasn't you know well it was it's kind of like what we're talking about with the formula in the formula episode which is like this sort of paternalistic like uh you guys midwives have been taking care of this since time immemorial but we've got a really great take on it uh, right. We're yeah. gonna tell you how it really works, okay? And and we're gonna make it better. And then what ended up happening, like as things sort of progressed in that paternalistic way, is that you know they made it easier on doctors, not easier on women. And so the practices mm-hmm. in obstetrics, even today, I mean, and things are the tide is sort of changing, right? It is kind of just. It's kind of swinging back toward. Well, I mean, from a from a very, I guess, personal point of view, you know, I have a chronic illness, and it just so happens that it um, appears in Latina and Black women in, in higher rates, and it is m- much more threatening in a travels a lot faster um and then it does in white women and i don't think it's coincidental (laughs) that the last time i mean they released a drug which by the way does not work a few years ago but before that um the last drug that they had uh was 60 years ago So there's no huge rush. Not a lot of will. Yeah, not a lot of... uh, Yeah. 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 No, the stories of doctors not caring (laughs) that you've told for, like, 20 years now. It's just like, is there anybody that cares about women's health? Well, and that's the other thing is that they don't find women credible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a big problem because... You know, even when you try to tell another doctor, you know, I'm not trying to sound defensive, but I don't, you know, as an observer of this illness, I promise I would not come in. Yeah. 
if I didn't think this was unusual. Right. You know, this is, like these symptoms are outliers for my normal right. state of illness, which is quite high. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And um, you know, I was like, if you could just take a little peaky week, yeah. you know, yeah, test and. And the thing of it is, is that, and this happens all the time where I will get a test or I'll get like a, you know, like radiology back and they'll be like, how are you even alive right now? Right. And I was like, well, not from, not because of your support. Yeah. <laughs> because I have had to advocate for myself. I mean, certainly yeah. not, but that's what I mean. It's a, to have something that is so important to you know, have your word be questioned yeah. and not taken seriously in a moment like that, it, 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 it's more than insulting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. It, and and yeah. I just, oh, sorry. Well, I was going to say there is a historical precedent to that, which I think relates back to why the... Uh, mortality rate for black mothers is so high that when OBGYN started in the 19th century and it was, you know, based around the slave population I mean, I was reading all these doctor accounts of like, someone, one doctor thought they were faking labor pains Mm -hmm. you know or just, just this consistent credibility thing of like well, you're you're okay. Right. I I mean, come on. You're well, okay. And then okay. and then you get to like the NPR story of the of what we had talked about, the woman that died, and you read this story and she is begging over a a week at least for somebody to take her seriously. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's a funeral a couple weeks later yeah. for her. You're talking about that right? woman who was uh, uh, Shalon uh, Shalon, um, Shalon Irving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I, I read that story when it came out, and it was so hard to read. Because it's she actually studied... She was actually, like, right, a researcher? Like, yeah. that was her... That was her job. Like, she was research... She's, like, an epidemiologist or something like that. Am I, am I correct? Yeah. And she, and yes. she was... I mean, she knew You're what t- she was dealing with. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just meant to say that you, you keep referencing J. Marion Sims, right? And he's oh, like, he's one of them. He's yeah, one yeah. Of them. Oh, I mean, yeah. not that. Not that they weren't all doing the one of the but, doctors. Yeah. Like, but yeah, Sims founded the first. Uh, I think the first. Because they, they went there have been some protests. He has a, a statue up and Oh, it's gone. Oh good, good, good. It's gone. It's down. Yeah. Yeah, the it's statue down. of the doctor who of, just to of, clarify, we're talking he's about the, the statue of the He's the the father quote the father of American gynecology. <sighs> and there is a was a statue of him in what I don't know if it was Central Park or Columbia, like Columbus or what is it, Columbia? whatever somewhere in new york city i think yeah let's just name parks yeah yeah, yeah park uh, williamsburg uh brooklyn um, park knickknack paddywhack park uh, <laughs> strawberry um, fields <laughs> yeah strawberry fields <laughs> john lennon <laughs> um 
<laughs> oh, yeah. No. Can, oh, my God. Yeah, this was a, a different doctor. Has uh, is His notes talk about believe fakie labor. But Sims... Um, also, you know, there was a there's the idea that you know black women aren't credible and blah blah. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Okay, here's another link to capitalism, and which I wanted to, to touch Please on. Do. Mm-hmm. Touch um, it. All right, wait a minute. Okay, so Congress banned um, the importation. I don't. I even hate that phrasing. The importing, God, like it's a like like well, people as inanimate objects of African-born slaves in 1808. Okay, so we can't bring them in anymore. I mean, we can still have our slaves, but so um, we're going to get a little more interested mm-hmm. in uh, uh, slave uh, motherhood mm-hmm. and fertility. And we're going to want to just maintain our work, our labor population. So gynecology was like founded on the need for free labor, slave Slave labor, labor. slave labor. Hmm. It's so like, like you would do with animals, like livestock. Mm hmm. Well, and part of that is just, like, there hasn't been, like, a federal mandate to even take that data, right? So, or it's been up to kind of states to do their own thing, and, yeah, so. Well, and the other thing is that American women are three times as likely to die from complications in childbirth as women in Canada. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... That has to, you know, that has to speak strongly to the, like, again, there's a, there's a rot in the system. And I don't think it's a coincidence that it's profit driven, that it's the only healthcare system left among developed countries that is profit driven. Yeah. Yeah. And it has some of the most terrible outcomes and it's and it's yeah. fragmented instead of like a centralized universal system where you can you know all the data is there's there's mandates about what kind of data is collected there's like standards that go across the board uh, for all the hospitals in the country are supposed to follow these protocols not just whether you decide to in Philadelphia or whatever is that one of the cities that has a good one i think but it's like, you know, there's a benefit to having everything in one place. Like, there's a benefit to having a harmonization of standards among the states. Well, yeah. this is the time where, you know, um, where you just have to talk straight. Because this is a time where something like regulations could really come in handy because when you have people who are making money off of the sick, um, you're entering into a, a moral gray area. (laughs) Yeah. If you have a chance to see 
like what the objectives are for the for an NHS hospital. Okay. Their priorities are so completely different because they're not in competition with other hospitals. They're not. They are trying to always improve the standard of care. Yeah, and improve outcomes for patients. Right, that's what they're trying to do. Whereas with privately owned hospitals, they're always trying to please the shareholders. So, you know, like cut costs and improve profit. And how, how would that ever, in what scenario does that ever help the patient? Yeah. You know? No, it's, it doesn't. But in, in, and now, like with these studies, it's just an example. To, you know, there's quantifiable data saying that even though we pay much more than any other developed country does for healthcare, we're not anywhere near receiving the best. No. I mean, it's a, it's a grift. It's a, you know, the, there, there are people that are representing us that are trying to dissuade us from having free access to health care. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I can't think of why. Oh. Well, I mean, I think it, there's, I think there has to be a point, and I mean, if, if we're not at, like a turning point now I don't know what is but you know there are people all the time that die years before they need to or have to because simply because they cannot afford their medication right and so mm-hmm. rather than take a pill every day they take it every three days and yeah. um you know and it's completely arbitrary the, what insurance will or will not cover, you know, it's completely arbitrary. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, well, and frankly, the resources aren't available to uh, sustain those people uh, into like old age, you know, to provide care for them anyway. So, I mean, it's it's yeah. just like, like a gross system. But the thing of it is, is that they cannot pretend that they don't know that tens of thousands of people are dying prematurely because they they simply cannot afford very easily reproducible generic medications. Yeah. Well, and when you think about it, when you think about, you know, we're talking about the data collection issue. If you don't collect the data, you can't prove that there's a problem. Right. 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 And so, you know, part of this this Lost Mothers initiative was kind of gathering that data, getting those stories together and creating a level of public awareness that certainly like the CDC didn't have the resources or, you know, there was no political will for them to kind of get going mm-hmm. somehow. Right. right? So, you know, as this is happening, you know, now they have there's some acts that are kind of stalled out right now. I think one, uh, the... Um, I wonder why. Well, one of them was recently <laughs> voted on. <laughs> yeah. The Preventing Maternal Deaths Act, which is a House bill 
I think that one was voted out of committee or something, but they've been... I was going to say, they, they were like, nope. No, I mean, <laughs> they, they voted they, against it. They, they, it passed committee, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Well, uh, it was basically to create these review boards to like have a federal mandate that all states had to have a review board to review every maternal death to mm-hmm. figure out the cause and and yeah. so that it can inform uh, so they can perform like standard procedures of what to do when somebody you- goes into help syndrome or when somebody has a hemorrhage one of the themes that kept popping up is that you know in other countries they see like in the you know the UK or whatever they see each individual maternal death as a failure like an error uh, a medical error right and a here, preventable mm-hmm. death yeah a preventable, yeah. Death. A preventable death a preventable death thank and you here that's sort of like well sometimes it happens sometimes people die after or sometimes women die after childbirth or, or during childbirth. because there's no aftercare <clears throat> right it's like oh well you, you did fine the baby's right. out well and two it's like yeah, whatever level of, of maternal education there is, is scant, and it's certainly not followed up on like it should be. And even when people do come in for care, there's that whole thing of like, you know what, it, and like with the HELP syndrome, that, it, you know, the symptoms of HELP also mimic the symptoms of, say, postpartum depression, or just what it's like yeah. to, what you feel like after you have a baby sometimes. Except that the women who come in for help pretty much know that they're in crisis, like they're physically in crisis. And so what happens is they're dismissed and then they, you know, either almost die or die. Yeah. Well, can I, can I just speak? Um, I know that we have a lot of female listeners and um, I'm talking about seven of the eight people who listen. (laughs) But um, what I've learned over the years is, um, and I, this has always worked for me, is that persistence is key. If you know something is wrong with you, then you call every doctor in town. Yeah. And if you go to the hospital and you know something is wrong with you, then you need to talk to the doctor and say, again, say, I would not come here if I didn't think something was terribly wrong. If you send me home, I'm gonna tell you that I'm gonna go to another hospital. And if they send me home, I'm gonna go to another hospital right. until mm-hmm. somebody figures out what has happening yeah. to me. But that the problem with that is that, that knowledge comes from like hard one, I mean, the first time that you are in some kind of medical crisis, you don't know to do that, right? You're well, that's why I'm out. telling you. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah so, you're advocating no, but for I, that. I, exactly, but even so, like, even as a person who, you know, who feels really informed about, you know, what they need out of their medical care and feels pretty empowered, when you're in, like, a situation where you're bleeding out of your vagina and you're two weeks postpartum, and you've got like a little baby and they're like, you know what, you're okay. You want to believe that you're okay. Like you want to go home and you want to think like, okay, well, I guess what they said is right, right? Yeah, but you know in your gut you're not. Yeah, but, well, but it's so, well, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that like, you know, what I'm, your advice is excellent, but I'm just, I'm saying that's why this is so pernicious is that 
there is that fucking like paternalistic thing and there are people just telling you you know what you're not in your right mind right now this is normal for (laughs) this is normal for people to just go insane and think they're dying after they have a baby right that's just your life has changed a bunch and so that's why this is so fucking Scary. It's normal. It's People go insane. Can, their blood pressure skyrockets. Yeah, you don't feel good. And that's then, normal. You just had a baby. And it's just like, yeah, you could be the don't most. Don't worry. You could be the, the <laughs> most, like, proactive, assertive person, and you're in that position, and you just, like, you know, I mean, I'm yes, do it. If you should. No, 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 no. Okay. Look, can, let me just clarify here. Now, what Cezanne was saying is true. I learned this the hard way. That's why I'm telling yeah, you, yeah. of all of the ways that I failed, this mm-hmm. was the way that I have come, you know, when I show that I am being deadly serious, I mean business, yeah. and if they don't help me, I'm going to another doctor, and I'm going to let them know when they find yeah. something terrible that, that you didn't do shit. Yes. You know, so yeah. but I say it in a very That's lovely awesome. way. I know, I, I know. Exactly I'm really what glad that I, I. But think, what I'm trying God, to say, and just for a second, yeah, is Sorry. I'm not trying to say that when you're in a moment of chaos or personal chaos, that if you don't advocate your, for yourself, that there's something wrong with yeah, you. No, what I'm saying is that even it, well, I mean, I felt that accusation. And um, I saw oh, the look no. on your face, no, and um, it was curved into a hiss. No, I'm just kidding. That's not true. Okay, listen. Uh, no, but what I wanted to say is that in that moment, there's always a voice in the back of your head that is saying, you know what? I, thi- I think this is screwed up. I think something mm-hmm. is really wrong. Yeah. That mm-hmm. voice is always right. right. Always yeah. right. So they're yeah. going to appeal to the part of you that is easily shamed and easily embarrassed, but yeah, listen to a, that voice and yeah, that back of your head voice that's like, no, 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 I have to insist, you know? Well, and it's also knowing that you can insist, right? Because like, because, because you can. Because you can, you can say, like, I'm not comfortable being discharged right now. I'm still hemorrhaging. I need to see, I need the doctor to come tell me that it's okay. Like, I need them to lay eyes on me Which and tell me to go home. I think, isn't that the number one reason across the world for maternal m- mortality is yep. hemorrhaging? Well, that's yeah. what I read, but I'm... That's what I've, that's what I've read, but of course, you know... Part of the re... It, it's... It, oh, God. Sorry. I guess what I'm just saying is that racism isn't just the nasty lady in line or permit patty. It's yeah. <laughs> it's when you when you treat people with less respect or as lesser than that there are real world consequences, you know, and it it you, it's on a subconscious level, you aren't double checking their chart. You're not going to their room as often as you would somebody else, you know, or you're not following 
you know, police protocol as, as closely as you mm. would other people or yeah. whatever it is. And it's that that lack of respect that is is what people are asking for. If there's a way that we can, you know, go back to the original civil rights movement and revisit it and just all approach each other on, you know, just assume that people would want to be treated in the same way that you do. Um, oh. Well, I was just going to, because you brought up Black Lives Matter, there is an actual um, uh, adv- advocacy group called Black Mamas Matter Alliance. Oh, great! Yeah, so uh, there's you know, state was we envision a world where black mamas have the rights, respect and resources to thrive before, during and after pregnancy. Yeah, I like that. So, I'm on board I'm on board right, with that with yeah. that um, um <laughs> mission you know, statement. They're <laughs> sort of pushing for like a black maternal health week and um you know, basically kind of doing the work that, you know, to change the things that we've been <laughs> complaining about tonight. Yeah, yeah. Freaking out about, but so there's a lot of advocacy groups for mothers in general. There's like one for help, and there's one for preeclampsia, and there there are a lot of them, and they're all obviously all behind these um, the these acts that I talked about before. They're they're not totally stalled in committee, but they might get stalled in committee. But if if you go to like the Black Mamas Matter Alliance. Um, we'll put it on our webpage. Yeah, and then uh, the Preeclampsia Foundation, uh, they've got a really nice uh, sort of action items thing about, um, you know, what you can do to sort of support these bills if that's something that, you know, if that's something that you're interested in. Sure. But, um... What I just like and like what what I wanted to say in closing was that I just know in my own life if when I spoke to a professional, if they believed what I said the first time, if they gave me the kind of respect that they gave my father, for example, um who has not had this disease for 20 years and who has no investment in it. And, you know, it's like the way that other people are treated in comparison to my experience is so different. But, you know, it would it would change my life so drastically to to be viewed in a in a different way. And I so I can only imagine what it would be like for, you know, people of color to finally be treated with the dignity and respect that they deserve. Like, it, it, you know, I mean, it, what a burden would be lifted, you know, like a completely unnecessary manufactured burden, you know? That's like the least we could do is advocate, you know? Yeah. There's a, someone, uh, Arlene Geronimus wrote about like the cumulative, cumulative physical impact of like enduring stress 
like living with racism, you know, you know, and living with, um, on edge, like, so anyway, she called it weathering and this is part of that, like weathering, you know, just wearing people down. And it also is like an epigenetic thing, right? So people who are under stress, their genes change. They pass on these genes changes to their children. Wow. And it causes, you know, it causes poor health outcomes for people down the line, you know, generation after generation. All right. Well, um, okay. So, yeah, it was a bit dark this week. I mean, I don't, I, I can't imagine... I can't imagine how it wouldn't be. I mean, it was um, it was intersectionally depressing. It, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, but I think the reason it's important to talk about these issues because it is. I mean, I feel like it's within our control to change, and you know, like treating one another more respectfully is completely free. And uh, it could actually change people's lives for the better. So, you know, give it a try. (laughs) Give it a try. And, uh, you know, and if you're in the hospital, uh, give it a goog. The doctor tells you if your blood pressure is 300 over 298 and he's telling you to go home. Yeah. Why don't you yeah. give her a goog, see if something, <laughs> something pops up for Double it. Double check. Double check. Yeah. Dr. Goog. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Goog. <laughs> Dr. Goog. He's the one that makes you feel all right. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, oh, well, um, as always, I'm glad to see you guys. And yeah. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, we are on Facebook at Acts of Pod. We're on Twitter at Acts of Pod. Um, oh, I also wanted to promote, um, there's a podcast called What's Her Name? And they were so lovely to uh, give us a shout out in, on Twitter. And I uh, was able to message her. They're actually bona fide women's studies professors oh, that... Wow. They actually yeah. cover these sort of <laughs> tell them not to listen. So they're not they're <laughs> yeah. So they're not singing they're not singing one toke over the line no, in their no. podcast. Okay. But they but you, you might actually get some Yeah, okay. All right. But um so they cover these sort of underrepresented heroic women in history. Love and it. That's um, awesome. You know, and they're qualified to do that, so it's us to change of pace. <laughs> yeah. Like, but anyway, like, so I was no, that's like, awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So they were. Very, it was nice of them to mention us. So I wanted to do that in return. And okay, but yeah, and um, yeah, we're also on Instagram, and we'll put some of the the links and information and pictures on Facebook if you want to look into it further. Yeah. I've been meaning to start because I actually have like a bibliography for like every episode. So I was thinking of doing that, but I was like, is anyone going to want to look at that? Do I do Turabian style? Oh my God. Chicago, Chicago's manual. 
Okay. Uh, you know, like, I mean, and, and, and works cited, you know. Well, as opposed to AP, I mean. I was going to say, is yeah, AP kind of standard? Standard? And for the history, in, in historians use Chicago this style. This is so interesting. And it's, and <laughs> I mean, now this now this brings me to my new podcast. It's called, called Work Style. <laughs> so it's Work like cited. Chicago style. Are the footnotes like a lot thicker than normal? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the sauce, the sauce on, top. on top. Uh, all right, all right. No, no, but uh, yeah, I I might do that just for fun, and maybe somebody <clears throat> will want to. Give it a goog. Yeah. Totally. Take a look. Okay. All right. I like it. Okay. Well, we'll see you next week, maybe. Yes, for sure. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. well, Ann and I will be. Okay. Here. I will. We'll do a special one. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.